Chenko, what do you know? What's up, man? Running around, getting close to that Christmas deadline. <laughs> Are you like running around shopping or running around work? Running around getting stuff wrapped up before the close of the week. Um, I think shopping's pretty well covered. Just a matter of those last minute errands. How about you? Are you snowed in? Snowed again? It might happen, but we're fine right now. I'm cooking a nice uh, French onion soup, getting ready for the uh, holiday weekend, my friend. Did you caramelize your onions really, really That's well? That's the only way to do it. You need patience. Good man. Yes, you caramelize them for like ever. In it's butter. the whole thing. Is the onions. Jenko French onion soup. That's today's alpha. <laughs> I love it. I got to make a sauce today, Jenko. Oh, really? Are you like having it this weekend or something? Yes, I got to get ahead of the uh, of the Christmas Day uh, sauce preparation. So I'm going to make that today. Very good. What kind of meats do you put in? You make meatballs. Uh, you're going to get mad at me. Oh yeah, you put We're something do weird in. You put chicken in. I put chicken. Oh my god. Chicken in the sauce. <laughs> Chicken thighs, man. I'm telling you, try it one time. I guess. Try it. You're such a purist. I mean, I, I'm not, it just doesn't sound appetizing to me. I'm not saying you're doing it wrong. Just I've never I I've told never you my grandmother, my grandmother used to make a sauce with rooster. So it's not something I made up. And she's old school. Oh, she's please. original yeah. old school Sicilian. I mean, my grandmother used to make it with like, the neighborhood rabbit as well, but I don't like continue that tradition, but that's okay. I hear you. Well, it's probably going to be a small, short show today because I anticipate everybody in the metaverse is in the same boat as us Mm -hmm. about the biggest story to talk about. And, and welcome, welcome to our one listener today, Stephen. welcome to Lex line. Well, I want to get with Carlo your, and Jenko. I want to get your take on the plea deal on record for the replay. You know. Yeah. Look, I. It's interesting development, Jenko. Um, I saw that there is a uh, slightly redacted copy of Caroline's plea agreement that's circulating out there, and I read it. And um, Wang and Caroline is it usual with this? For it to first of all, I'll give you a disclaimer. I know that matters, but but. Is it yeah, usual for it to so, become public, or is this like a leak? You know, I don't think it's a leak. I don't know. It is redacted, and apparently it's been reported. It is strange from my perspective because I normally don't see plea agreements that have cooperation language, and this one going to the extent of this letter is talking about cooperation extensively, like, you know, the, the whole the whole terms of the cooperation and so forth. That's generally where I practice in the Eastern District of Texas, generally kept sealed. But every district has a different approach to it, and it's been widely shared. So from what I can gather from it, and I guess here's the, here's the quick disclaimer. Welcome, Lexline, Carlo, and Jenko, brought to you in conjunction with Rogue Radio. Nothing we talk about should be considered legal or financial advice. And we're recording this space, so if you get up and speak... It will be rebroadcast and your voice will go out into the iPod world. Welcome, 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 Ira. Just about to unpack the recent development, Caroline 
and Mr. Wang have both reached plea agreements in the Southern District of New York. Sam Bankman apparently is being flown back to make his appearance today, possibly. Not sure. But here's my take on this copy of this redacted letter confirming the terms of this plea agreement that is signed by Caroline and her lawyer. She pled to seven count information. The seven count information pretty much mirrors, as far as I can see, the indictment. It provides the statutory maximum penalties for each of the offenses in the letter. The letter then has a section that talks about that the government's agreeing not to further prosecute her for any of the counts in the information. But it closes by saying that the ultimate sentence in this case will be up to the district judge at the time of sentencing and that they will certainly bring to the court's attention any information that might be relevant towards that sentencing decision. And there's a section after the conversation in the letter about the uh, agreement, as long as she abides by the terms of this agreement, that they will not further prosecute her. There is a provision in there which says that, uh, well, I should say there's a provision in there, Jenko, that's redacted. So there's several blocks of text, several sentences that are redacted out. And I don't know what it says. All I can gather from it is she's pled to seven counts in an information The majority of those counts are some form of wire fraud, securities fraud, commodities fraud. The statutory maximums I've already discussed. So I think that mentioned like 110 years is the statutory maximum. Probation is going to generate a pre-sentence investigation report in this case. They're going to take into consideration her conduct, what she's agreed to in the plea agreement, and the loss amounts and all the probation enhancements that come in the guidelines So her guideline is, in my opinion, going to probably closely mimic the estimates that Sam's guidelines would be. The only question is, what what has she agreed to as far as what what is the sentencing recommendation going to be, which generally does not come out until the day of sentencing. So that's about all I can tell you on this one. Is there an indication of timing of when the cooperation or communications began? No. And Ira, you came up to speak. I'd love to get your thoughts on this thing. But no, all it all it basically is just affirming is the language of as far as the the cooperation has been widely reported by several news outlets that she's cooperated. We did have these. We talked about it yesterday in aerial space. There were these rumors that she was seen at a coffee shop close to the U.S. attorney's office downtown. Who knows how long this has been going on? But I'm, I, you know, everyone seems to think that this is some kind of a sweetheart deal and she's going to get off and this and that. I, I'm going to defer and hold off on that because I know what the guidelines are going to look like. I know what the sentencing judge is going to have in front of uh, him or her when it comes to those guidelines. And we know what the statutory penalties are. We just don't know what the government's going to be advocating for at the time of sentencing and how far the sentencing judge is willing to go in making any sort of a departure. Ira, anything I'm missing here? Uh, I, I don't think so. I came in, uh, in the middle, but it sounds to me like, uh, you know, I did review that plea letter. It's, it seems very typical, particularly for the Southern district of New York. And, uh, it looks like a cooperation type of deal. And, you know, I've, you know, recently, did a case in the Southern District of New York, you know, which was a uh, 
it was a bank fraud, wire fraud type case, where someone did a similar kind of deal, and they had a pretty lenient sentence compared to the folks who went to trial. So uh, that was probably her only route. I mean, let's just be frank. Her job for the next certain number of years, whatever they are, is going to be to forensically examine all the things that she worked on at FTX and essentially be a paralegal on the prosecutor's team. And all that will be put in front of the judge, um, you know, for when her, when her sentencing comes up. And if her case is like other cases I've seen recently, including one that I just did uh, in the past, this past year, actually, um, I'm expecting that notwithstanding the incredible amount of losses that she will be able to have. Uh, and this is just, you know, there's not legal advice, but I'm, I'm speculating that she will have a sentence that will allow her to have a pretty good life after that. Um, so this is her only route, though. Yeah, so hey carlo let me jump in ira can you hear him clearly or is is it my reception Oh, I think with ruggedness, you can't hear me. I think Carlo's right. Yeah. Carlo's rugging. Carlo, if you can hear us, it's you're sounding like your Roboto again. Um, Ira, do you, if while he reconnects or something, do you see these types of co- cooperation, like evidence, whatever, whatever the cooperating witness um, gives in the criminal track, how does that um, translate to any civil actions, um, whether it's admissible or, or whatever, or do, are they issue precluded or like, how will this play out for any civil suits down the road, um, that we may see, or do you think that they're going to be kind of wiped out by bankruptcy and and there won't be kind of a civil track to this? God, we can have a whole show on that. Um, I'd have to say that this type of plea deal is very careful in saying that it really only applies to the four corners of the, you know, the crimes that are alleged in the indictment. Um, it is crime or criminal centric. It's hard for me to understand how there could be, uh, you know, how you'd be able to bind civil litigants to something in there. Um, and so there may be problems with that. Also, the, you know, you know, they're, they're, you know, depending upon what admissions you make, it could lead to, uh, you know, I'm not going to call a collateral estoppel. There, you know, there could be race judicata for some civil claims. I mean, you know, depending upon the circumstances and the elements. So, and then, you know, generally speaking, in bankruptcy, and this is generally speaking, if uh, somebody was engaged in something that was willful and malicious, and 
you know, then you don't have dischargeability in bankruptcy court. So this is not going to be a uh, walk in the park for Caroline, Caroline and the others. It's, it's, it's a very complicated situation where you have dueling civil and criminal matters going forward with multiple regulatory agencies involved. And, uh, and then you have a very difficult bankruptcy situation for them if they were to pursue that route. Those are really great points. What do you see, to stick with the indictment, Gary Wayne, how inter- the, the focus has been on Caroline. Do we know what he would know that Caroline wouldn't? Are there, is there a tension between the cooperating witnesses to like be most valuable or point the finger, or are they kind of at ease right now? Is there a tension between the two cooperating sides? I don't think so. I think that they're going to be aligned. Um, the head of the criminal unit, I mean, I know him, extremely level-headed and sober. You know, a really brilliant guy um, in the Southern District of New York. Uh, it, so I I think that that's going to help the situation as well in terms of, like, you know, expectations and folks who are cooperating, being treated fairly. Um so they have the right people, SDNY, in place to handle a situation like this. And, and these folks are known to the defense lawyers. And so it's going to lead to certain efficiencies. Um, and I don't think that the cooperating witnesses are going to be at odds with each other. Um, I would be more inclined to think that uh, 